The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respected managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to it. Brand new episode. The name of this episode is My Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is an interesting episode. This is uh, this one will not have any broken news. Well, I have some broken news. We're going to review Jurassic World and uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. But um, we're, uh, we're going to do a deep dive into toxic fandom on this episode. It's a theme. Uh, we're going to stick you know, with it for the most part. Um, because of the shit that went down last week, it, it was just all over the place. And toxic fandom has gotten out of hand, and, and we're going to talk about that for for the most of the episode, really, to be quite honest with you. So if, 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 if that's not your thing, you know, jump out now. I'm sorry, but we felt like it needed to be addressed. And we bring a lot of... Well, I'll just let you listen to the episode. It's about toxic fandom. My Wi-Fi... Uh, let's see. Let's uh, thank our sponsors, of course, for putting up with this nonsense. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection opens seven days a week. Their whole service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, I uh, want to thank, uh, Ac- uh, let's see, Cabin Fever. Hi, Dave. Great selection of action figures, toys. You know, lunch boxes, duckies. I, I bought a bunch of lunch boxes there just recently. In the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East. You go in there and you will be in there for an hour just looking at all the stuff. Cabin fever, so much more than a card store. Also, the Twin Sons Cafe, our friend Chef Daniel Cantu, now serving breakfast and lunch every day but Tuesday. He describes the food as Americana with a South Mes- uh, Southwest Mexican influence. can be accommodating to all sorts of diets. He just wants to serve you folks a good, wholesome meal. He's at 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State in Clearfield. Go to blackvelvetboutique.com. Not a porn store or novelty store. It's a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. And they have free sex ed workshops as well. Black Velvet Boutique. So Haster Games. If you're a gamer, you love to play games, you know, like your Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, you're going to love Haster Games. They're located at 6831 South State Street in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. That's why they're open so late. Also, Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake. Uh, trained to cook and bake with master chefs who have opened Michelin star restaurants. They've been featured on the Food Network, and you can learn about their four, eight, and 12-week programs. Financing is available on approved credit, and you can use the GI Bill. So to learn more or apply today, visit ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com. Oh, it's info.ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com. And mention the station I work at, X96, when you enroll, and you'll receive a free all-clad pot valued at $200. Also, Peter Pan the Vampire. It's on Kickstarter till July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. Story is simple. Peter Pan's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and for details, check out the Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter.com. Search Peter Pan the Vampire. First issue redo. Thank you very much for uh, your help and love in keeping this podcast alive, especially to you folks that listen to it every week. So let's get into our toxic fandom deep dive. 
Don't, don't worry. It'll be fine. My Wi-Fi. Coming up after these, please do enjoy. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. This is not your everyday cafe. And this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Peter Pan the Vampire is on Kickstarter till July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. The story is simple. Peter Pan is a vampire chased by a newbie slayer that discovers all fairy tales are hiding among us. The Kickstarter fully funded and finished except for the thank you page with your name on it so you're guaranteed the comics. You can even advertise your comic, comic shop, or whatever in the book. For details, check out kickstarter.com. Search Peter Pan the Vampire First Issue Redo. And welcome back to the basement. Right. Yeah. Oh, now a couple of things. As, as we are recording this, my Wi Fi is down. Yeah. My Wi Fi? Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like off the grid right now. Yeah. Uh, now the company has said it'll be back in an hour or so, but, uh-huh. but how, we'll, you know. But how long ago did they say that? About an hour or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's a Saturday and it's tough, but uh, anyway, so, so there's that. So that means that I'm not, I'm unable to get into my Spotify where I have created a, a playlist for these shows, uh-huh. which is, you know, punk and, and all that stuff, uh, some ska. And so that means you're going to be listening to what is, what is in my iPad, which is, uh, this is uh, Iggy Pop. No, this is David Bowie. David yeah, Bowie. Iggy Pop wrote this. Right. Oh, he did. I yeah. got it. All right. Did All not right. know that. So occasionally we're going to be hearing songs that are just really awful. Yeah, this was. I'm a, just warning you. There, oh there was, a, there was a Bowie documentary on Amazon that I watched at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and they're going through this, the Let's Dance album. And, uh, and P- Iggy wrote this? Iggy wrote this. Iggy recorded this in the late 70s, and Bowie was like, Iggy needs a hit. And he knew within the team of producers that he had that Let's Dance was going to be a huge album. So he's like, let's record this. And Iggy Pop's got songwriting credit on it. And that means he gets money every time exactly. it's used. Exactly. So this was Bowie, who loved Iggy, and said, yeah, I just got to do my friend a favor and, and make sure he gets a little money. Oh, good. So, yeah. Really? The yeah, only, nice. Every, cool. every, every time you hear China Girl. No, the only thing Iggy Pop ever did that was worthwhile was The Crow 2. <laughs> That's it. Holy Forgot shit. about that. When you say we're going to be hearing some bad music, yeah. throughout, is that like the music I like? We're going to hear some no. like Creed and no, Nickelback. No, no, guys, guys, guys. I mean, that's the first step to, oh. to acceptance. He's accepting that his music sucks. No, oh, I, I know my is, music sucks. This is <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, this I have. Is, this is all taste. the stuff that I have bought since I've had this iPad. Oh, okay. So it's not by any means. My complete music collection. Most mm. of that is still on vinyl and shit. But yeah, it's bad companies in the closet upstairs. But there's there's, wrong with bad there's some stuff in here that I have bought just because I was using it on the radio for a joke. 
So I don't know what we're going to encounter. You got any Breaking it's Benjamin exciting. in there? No. no? You got any okay. 311 in there? No. Oh, not even oh, I like God. 311. Okay, I'm just making... Well, you said you have bad taste. I do, but not that bad. You mean local band 311? <laughs> yeah. The, one, the ones that sell out the USANA Amphitheater that, every August? Yeah, like three times a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are they from Utah? I call no, them from local Omaha. band. They're from Omaha. <laughs> I call them a local I, band because I they're here. Lie. I own about six 311 albums. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hey, you, know you own it. We should. Yeah, like I own it. You we know, should start a club. Yeah, see, that's the, the bad thing. music club. Did you see that when he said that he got like one shade lighter? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, I'm just like, yeah, bit. man. I'm just like, I liked it when it came out. Don't say it again. Don't say it too much. Chad Sexton's a great drummer. I'll just say it. Peanut. Yeah. Ah, he's starting to blind Peanut me. Peanut loves comic books. It's, the, the one time I was backstage and there, and and we're just you know sm- mm. smoking a little and talking about Punisher comics. He loves comic books. It what was, were you smoking? Uh, uh, harmless tobacco. Harmless tobacco. <laughs> it, it was 1995, and I moved to Orange yeah. County at the time. Mm-hmm. All, then, like Wu Tang and 311, that's what came out. Yeah. And like, all right. And I went to Tower Records, and that was. You saw the fork in the road, and you went the wrong way. No, I bought both. He took the road less traveled. <laughs> I bought both, and it was great. All right. So anyway, so that first by means of explanation. Okay. Uh, that's what's going on. Uh, he likes 311. He's Jay Whitaker. Hey, hey. what's up? <laughs> God, that's the fucking worst intro. It Stop is. clapping. I'm proud of you. No, I just I think that's great when you you know that you like yes. something that's awful and you you just <laughs> you own it. Oh, I, I like I like 311. Oh, so I like them fine. Okay, yeah. you know you so you think it's great when people like something that's awful and and they this own it. This is America. They own <laughs> it. Right you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Jay Whitaker. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker. Uh, it's jaywhitaker.com. Um, and then uh, follow at Big Lil Kid. Do that right now. At Big Lil Kid. Yeah, Big yep. Lil Kid. Um, follow it. I'm working on some uh, music. And, follow it. Uh, yeah. Oh. And uh, follow it. Yeah. Lee Lee heard <laughs> Lee heard the first first draft of a song I was in on. a shitty mood yeah. and then Jay sent me a link to something and I was like I was in uh, I'm just going to say it I was in old school hip hop heaven for about 2 hours afterwards hey. you know? so uh Jay, Jay dropped some Jay dropped some uh some audible knowledge on me that I, <laughs> I really loved. I needed it. Yeah, so it's the best three eleven cover band ever. <laughs> they are. Yeah, yes, big, nice. No, it's uh, Big Little Kid. It's a project that I'm working on with uh, my buddy uh, Brisk, who's a great producer, and then uh, Rob Benyon, who's a great saxophone uh, player. So saxophone, saxophone. Yeah, there's saxophone. He plays the draxophone as well. The draxophone. So, uh, oh. Yes. Oh, last last thing. Uh, July twentieth, twenty first. I'll be at uh, Wise Guys uh, headlining, and then July seventh. Which which Wise Guys? Wise Guys and Jordan Landing. Okay. Thank you. July July 7th, come out to the Draper Amphitheater and watch me box for charity. Yeah. I saw that. that. Are you really boxing? Yeah, I'm like straight up boxing. I've been been training at Flash Academy over in Holiday uh, by the Soho Food Park. I've been training at Curves. (laughs) It it shows. Soho Food Park's just right down there. Who are you boxing? Um, I'm not even sure. I think he's a used car salesman. Good. Kill him. Kill him. Jesus Christ, Carrie. It's either that or a senator. I meant figured. Yeah, yeah. It's either. Car salesman or a senator? Either or. They're yeah. pretty much. Either they one. both lie a lot. They're so. the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. E- he's either Larry Blankenship or uh, Orrin Hatch. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I'll only come if you're wearing uh, shorts that say Drago on it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, uh, cats oh. fighting too. 
I hope you punch him. Cat's Your fight. girl? Yeah, Cat's fighting too. Oh. She's, she's going to be fighting a former army ranger. Uh, that is a true. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay, you guys got to come out and support Root for Draper Amphitheater. Come see us. All right, that's All right. it. That's a long ass intro. Uh, he wants Jay to wear shorts that say Drago on them. He is Jimmy Martin. I will crush you. <laughs> I, I can get shorts that say Drogon on oh, them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drogo. I don't know if you guys haven't seen that Creed 2 trailer. Not, not yet. Oh, I have. So God. Good. It looks pretty cool. I love the whole trailer. He's like, you know, this guy's got nothing to lose. You know, he, he basically will fucking murder you. And you're like, who the hell is he talking about? And the kid takes off his robe and turns around and he says, fucking Drago in the back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Drago's kid? Yeah. yeah. Well, either kid or nephew, I'm guessing one yeah. or two. Or but. clone. Or clone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, that makes more sense. <laughs> clone. Yeah. I have just one complaint, though. Michael B. Jordan's got to work out. I know. Oh, shit. Uh, hit the gym every once in a while. Yeah, I know. Let's look at fucking puny. <laughs> he should lose five pounds in one year. Looks like he's chiseled out of granite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sloppy granite. Watch me on KSL, Big Movie Mouth Off. You can read me in Slug and uh, Geek Show, The Mediocre Show. Uh, this week, you know, as we record this, that it comes out, uh, I'll be heading down to L.A. and doing two junkets. So one's not till way later in the end of July, but the other one is uh, it'll be at the third episode. Coming up. All right. So, Jimmy Junkets. Some fun interviews coming. Hi, Lee. Hi, sweetie. How are you? Lee Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And my life. Yeah. My life. Is that how it goes? How's my Borat? My wife, I. Uh, (laughs) So, I've got a lot going on. It's pretty exciting to be Lee George Cade right now. It yeah. is. So, yeah. So if you want to get some jerky from me, you can stop by your shop. We're at uh, Vegan Agenda. It's 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. You can also visit us. Uh, we do the Park Silly Sunday Market in Park City on Sundays. We're at the Farmer's Market part. It's about a block south of the actual big market. We're right behind the post office. Okay. Uh, so we'll be there. Uh, also, if you check out Vagabond Studios on Facebook, you'll be able to see the commission work I've been doing for miniature painting. Um, also, the... Um, resident painter at Shiv Games and working a couple shifts there mm-hmm. uh, every week. Now, here's the funny part. I'm, I'm super close to 50, right? About a year and a half away from, yeah. from 50. And I finally found my dream job. A couple days a week, I sit at a game store and talk to people about miniatures. <laughs> and when I don't have customers, I paint miniatures. So you're I almost saying- cried last week. I finished my shift on Father's Day, right? I get home and I'm like, I, I spent Father's Day... Uh, Painting miniatures and talking to people about miniatures. <laughs> Away from my family. <laughs> I don't know. I missed, I missed them. I'm getting paid for it. But, Dad, I made you this macaroni art. Get yeah, away no, from me. They, I have two adult children now. I mean, Father's Day kind of, it's, it's like, hey, hey, Pops, thanks for, uh, thanks for squirting. Yeah. And that's about it, right? Squirting? Yeah. So. Dang, is that, wh- What? Well, you know, you, that's how they, you, that's how he made them. Is that, that's, uh, your kids really say thanks for squirting? No, that's the translation. That'd I mean, be a great Father's Day. Card. You know, your testes constrict, and the the semen does it. It squirts, right? Exactly. And if, if you're actually engaged and the person's ovulating, you might get them pregnant. Father's Day's bullshit anyway. It Science is, bullshit. is weird. Science. It is bullshit. I just send my dad cigars. <laughs> where, where do we get your stuff? <laughs> Best way to get the jerky uh, is actually <laughs> through Etsy it. because, uh, you know, there's there's a few shops around the country that carry our stuff, but we only make about half of what you're buying it for. So if you want to buy it, you know, support us directly. Uh, look for uh, Fresh Vegan Foods on Etsy, and uh, we even have some free shipping available uh, depending on what you want to get. All right, so, cool. Yeah, That's cool, man. He Thank thinks you. he thinks Father's Day is bullshit. He's Shannon Barnson. It is. I it agree. is bullshit. Yeah. It's like Mother's Day, the, like... They get all this cool shit. Three thousand dollars off a diamond ring. Right, Eleven dollars like, off cargo shorts. The rest you can't get into. <laughs> you can't get into a fucking restaurant, right? Yeah. Father's Day, it's like, hey, here's a Home Depot card to fucking fix all the shit in the house. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, can you barbecue for us? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that, Shannon? You nailed it. 
I ain't gonna no, lie. I fucking did. My father's day was dope. I didn't do shit. It was great. <laughs> pub quiz? Yeah, I got a fucking pub quiz, buddy. Oh, yeah, bring your ID. Oh, you have a current champion. Do not yeah. try to go to pub quiz without your ID. Oh, don't. Lucky, do not. No, Lucky do not. 13, they got, they, got in tr- they got in trouble a couple years ago, so they, I, they I have to show my ID every time I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Miss, Mrs. Cade tried to go to pub quiz. And uh, she I felt bad about that. Her her ID was was stolen by ICE agents. And oh, jeez. So, um, the ICE. I age? mean, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe ICE agents didn't take her ID. But who's to know? But she couldn't get well, the Lucky. If 13. she gets her ID back from ICE, yeah, she she should come back to my pub quiz at Lucky Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I hear it's a goddamn treat. It's, it's fucking I, delight. I hear it's life changing. Yeah. Yep. It certainly fucking is. Um, <laughs> eight o'clock Wednesdays. Cool. Yeah. All right. Great. Current champions right now? Current champion, of course. Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's Jimmy, a cool name. Jimmy Egg and guys. Hey, Olivia. There's Egg's it, Olivia. We've had an Air Force Space Command for like fucking 30 years, guys. Yep. Space Force. <sighs> oh, he just wanted something you can send migrant children to do. Pew, pew. Yeah, he's supposed to start shooting brown people into space. <laughs> so that's what this God, is, Space Force. Fucking ridiculous. He thinks it's a cool name. He's Quad T. Hi, my name's Tony. Tony. And I like Evanescence. Oh, oh shut so up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this the wrong meeting? Did, yeah. You guys didn't name, Tony, you Tony, guys didn't name your shitty players. Tony, I, I still have my copy of the Dave Matthews bands under the table and dreaming. See? And I still go. occasionally listen to it because Ants Marching's amazing. That's right. I love Steely Dan. <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed. Is, I'm embarrassed whoa, to say whoa, I like whoa, Steely whoa, Dan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why f- you don't fuck with Steely Dan? No, we like, I, I we like Steely Dan. Why, why, why we, we just won't admit it in public. I fucking, I'll admit it in public. Steely Dan like have some of the greatest drum like. No, I agree with the you. Drums contribute I, to I hip hop. I felt I felt guilty about liking Steely Dan ever since George Carlin made fun of people who like Steely Dan, and so I felt <laughs> yeah. bad about Steely, it. Steely Dan, can you? That song, Pam. Hip hop roots. Are you Pat? Peg. 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 You were close both times. It's a P name. <laughs> it gets stuck right in my head. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or uh, on the Gadget Spot every other week with Jaron Owen and a secret special guest or always every week here on the uh, Geek Show podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now, Jimmy has not uh, told us his music that he knows that sucks, but he likes. Oh. Is there? I'd have to think for a second. I mean, I, just I, say Huey Lewis, "The Power of Love." No, fuck off. <laughs> motherfucker, cancel. The motherfucker, cancel. He's got throat cancer. The mother. No, he didn't. I, or I thought some, his hearing went out. Or his hearing went out. Damn I don't, it's it. one I of them. So, I was so, like, I was. Did I, I just? <laughs> did I just give him throat cancer? Yeah, I was about to get tickets to that joint. And I'd probably say Neil oh, Diamond. He, he just gave. Yeah. He just gave yeah. Huey Lewis throat cancer. It's our host, Carrie Jackson. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. It's I, power of love, buddy. I have, I have that magic power. Where, uh, where Monday, can you get throat cancer? Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, <laughs> no. x96.com. Jesus. Although, as of this episode, I'm off this week, and I'll be back on July 5th. But these geek shows continue, All right. even though I'm off. You can't stop this geek train. You can't. Choo-choo. All right. We got letters? We're going to start with a letter. Yeah. You got the song? Are you ready? I'm ready. Louder. Louder. 
It's got I a load. Oh, right now. hold on. It's got a, uh, you we know can't what? load. There's no Wi Fi. There's no Wi Fi. Oh! It can't load. Oh, we're going to have to do this shit Why live. Just put it on your like desktop. Fuck Let's it. Keep it there. All right. So Letters. that means, that means Shannon's going to have to sing it live. Letters. Me, 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 me. I did the music for you. Letters. Sometimes we get letters and then we answer them. Bomb. There we go. Thank you very much. Uh, this uh, first letter from... Uh, I love that 311 song. From Patty Bailey. Oh, oh. Patricia. Yes. She's our uh, quiz mistress. She's, yeah. she's, she's, quiz she's yeah. one of the best. One of the best people on the fucking planet. I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. These are facts. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. I found y'all when I was working on getting out of a bad relationship. After eight years, I was completely starting over. I'd been listening to Geek Show since the beginning and even on the radio before that. And then I ran into Shannon at a pub at SDCC 2009, That's San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Is that right? First time I ever met her. He gave me, a complete stranger, his phone number. After getting back to Salt Lake, I decided against uh, another day alone in my new apartment. I went to Burt's at around noon to have a beer, whiskey, and read comic books. That was a pretty goddamn epic day filled with good conversation, drinks, and lots of Jeff and Shannon. And a very, and very bad metal. <laughs> well, it's Burt's. The music, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the first and last time I ever listened to Babble Rabbit. Sorry, Babble Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Jeff and I both went home with Babble Rabbit shirts. I even met Mr. and Mrs. Young at that show. Looking back on it now, that faithful day and night at Burt's fucking Tiki Lounge was probably, and you're wearing a Burt's t-shirt right Isn't now, which funny? I think is funny. Uh, was probably one of the most important days of my life. I decided to adopt you guys and the Geek Show community as my new family. And you all were so welcoming. You vulgar, wonderful people were always there for me, whether in person or in my headphones, to take my mind off my insecurities, to help me find a new direction in my life, and to make me laugh. So thank you for 10 years of laughs, wisdom, support, delicious vegan food, hugs, community, and so much more. P.S. Shannon... Uh, and Shannon Valkyrie still wants to get together with you for your drinks. For our drinks. <laughs> she brings this up often, so maybe now that you're in your post 7 Eleven coma, yeah. maybe you could do it. Now the so Valkyrie's Val- three and can legally <laughs> drink. Valkyrie. So Valkyrie's there, kid. And she wants, wants to get together for drinks with me. Yeah. Mm. She ah. just, she's so funny. She loves me. <laughs> like, I ran it. I think the last time I saw her was we ran into her. Shopco, and she started crying when I walked away. Where'd he go? <laughs> she's, I just love this. Awesome the, the, she's so cute. Huh? She's so funny. I just love that she wants to get, get together and have drinks. She she gets mad whenever she comes into the shop and we're not there. She's she starts looking through the curtains like, "Where's Rachel? Where is she?" Great. <laughs> Patty Bailey is a wonderful person. She really she is. is. Great, great, fantastic family. Just uh, I, I love them to death. They live about a block and a half away from me, and I, I see I see the kids out in the yard. And Patty was dressed as an Ewok once, and I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, she's just one of one of the purest people on the planet. Indeed, I can't say enough nice things about her. All right. Um, well, speaking of Ewoks, this is going to be a topic show. <laughs> Good topics. Um, I need more beer. Topic no. about toxic, not topics. About, it's a toxic topic. It's Bad topics, but but important <laughs> topics. Well, and I was going to save this for a week or so, but it's just, it it all kind of blew up this week. I mean, so much bad shit happened this week. my wife mad. Yeah. Um, this this particular topic. I mean, yeah. I, I very rarely have I heard her say, fucking geeks. Yeah. yeah. So, I said it. Well, and, and we'll get to that. I want to start yeah. out with what happened when I woke up on on Monday. 
and there's an article talking about how Lucasfilm is scrapping everything. Right. Everything must go sale. Kathleen Kennedy, half off. And I, I, I got on the radio show that morning, and we do some geek news there. And I said, listen, first of all, there's no sourcing. No confirmations. It's just a website, one website. Now, yes, it was picked up by other news websites, yeah. but they were like, according to this website. Right. To which I had to calm everybody down. This sounds kind of sketchy to me. I don't believe it. It's a site that tries to jump on it when they don't know all the facts. Exactly. And that's Collider. Well, let's just yeah. name them. All right. Yeah, but IO9 ended up refl- reflecting it, and they, they usually do better due diligence. They are their, better than that, but they yeah. did quote saying, according mm-hmm. to, and mm-hmm. this is, and they did say this is the only source that we have for this, but right. here it is, because everybody was running with it. It was in my, you know, we get, we get uh, show prep. Yep. Uh, there's Shipper two, Report. There's, there's, it's like that. There's, yeah. there's two services that we subscribe to, and, and both of them had this story. So it was like, I know everybody was talking about it that yep. day. Turned out to not be true. Nope. Um, so we did get confirmation. Lucasfilm reached out to ABC News and explained to them, no, we haven't announced dates for these movies that they say are no longer in, per- in production. These movies are still in some form of production. Right. We're just kind of slowing down. We're licking our wounds, basically. Yeah. So, so here's what we got. They said to ABC that there are still multiple Star Wars films currently in development that have not been officially announced. Those projects are moving forward, separate from the already announced Star Wars trilogy being overseen by Ryan Johnson. Ruin Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> and another series of movies from uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. But they won't get to that Game until they're done with Game of Thrones. Which is next year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's yeah. off of the distance. Yeah. Uh, we're getting episode nine. Just being worked on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be in theaters uh, 2019, December. Uh, it, and this, the, the person from Lucasfilm says it doesn't mean those spinoffs don't happen. It just means they're trying to figure out how to make and market them differently. Yep. In the case of the Boba Fett spinoff, the project's still in development. Simon Kimberg and James Mangold writing the scripts with the plan for Mangold to direct. Yay. Okay. But he's working on something else right now, which is why it's a ways away. Is it now, Logan 2? I wish. No, it's a, it's a period racing movie, Ford versus Ferrari. A period racist movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. about, John, about, about Henry Ford? Well, Ford was a racist. Yeah. 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 Um, I say we move him all to the north of Detroit so, we call the town Inkster. So, you know, Collider may look at that and go, see, it's been pushed. No, it's because yeah. he's working on other shit. Right. It's down the road. It's not that these Star Wars story movies have been put on hold. They're just working on other shit. Not to mention the fact the Obi-Wan Kenobi still in development. Stephen Daldry is in negotiations to direct. So that's what's happening. You're also you're getting the TV series from John Favreau. Mm-hmm. You're getting the animated series called uh, Resistance. Dave Filoni. With and, Dave Filoni. And, and literally all of the yeah. actors reprising their an- roles for the animated series. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, you'll be happy. I bought uh, the complete series of Clone Wars. Thank you. On Blu-ray. I'm going to check it Thank out. Thank you for supporting my work. That's right. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Clone Wars is great. So that was that. Was that. But yep. all of this comes from one <laughs> thing. And that is the toxic Star Wars fandom. And I think it's it's largely rooted in toxic masculinity. Yeah. Is this another mm. story? Is that that story that? Yeah. yeah. Now this is the other it's thing. This that, fucking. Story. This is the other thing that broke this week. 
and Twitter was all over the place. Well, last week, I should say, when this when this hits. Uh, all over the place about a, uh, it was a Twitter account and a website mm-hmm. called uh, Remake the Last Jedi. Fuck you. <laughs> yep, that's right. what, no, I, that was my immediate reaction. I agree with Lee. Now, the, the website, I went to it, and I looked at it, and it's, it's just so simple. It's not complex at all, and it's just they have a video that they made. I, I hope they go as far as the people who tried to do their own Star Trek movie, the <laughs> Axonar production. That oh yeah, that was that's yeah, that's a whole other. Uh, thing. They got sued for exactly how much money they raised. Wow. <laughs> so this this group that claims that they have producers who have you know five million dollars already, uh-huh. they're asking for your donations, <laughs> and they well, want to raise they want to raise like twenty five mil, uh-huh. and their plan is. Is they're going to crowd rewrite the Last Jedi? Okay, that always works. <laughs> and then present it to Lucasfilm. Wow. See, so their their argument isn't like the Axonar thing. It's like we we're not trying to get rights or anything no. like this. And all we, Axonar tried to do was do a a, a prequel series yeah. about the Federation Klingon War. Yeah, yeah. they and weren't they, trying to change anything. No, and everything that I saw of it, they did a good job. So, it looked great. But so how, you say crowd crowd writing yeah, this. Uh, the you know, there's a reason why people. There's a lot of rejection letters sent from studios yeah. from to writers going. Yeah, you're not that fucking good. You yeah. know, there's a reason why we hire the people that we do. Yeah. Well, and uh, what what the point is missing, and it's been brought up multiple times by people far smarter than I am. If your fucking wet dream Luke Skywalker story that you've been dreaming about since you uh, first discovered your dick uh, <laughs> is really that good, it wouldn't be that interesting because without conflict, there is no story. If yeah, your yeah. character, if 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 Luke Skywalker had no conflict, he's he's hit sixty five years old. And he's had absolutely nothing but smooth sailing for the last 35 years. Exactly. That is not interesting. Well, not only is it not interesting, but here's the thing, though. If you had an, like a, an image in your head of what that movie was going to be, right? Yeah. And you walked in that theater and you sat down and everything that you thought was on that screen, uh-huh. that's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. That is boring, but it's also very masturbatory. And we went through this. We went through this with Phantom yeah. Menace. Phantom Menace came out and a lot of people, they saw the first trailer and they said, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then the movie came out, and some people liked it, and some people fucking hated it. Some people liked it, and then hated it. And really, what ended up happening is, is it was it was decades of wish fulfillment not being fulfilled. So mm-hmm. Lucas went on and did what he has always done. He made a parable about politics, and people always go, "I I fucking hate politics in Star Wars. Star Wars is politics. It always has been. Yeah. It always has. You been. know, I, anybody who says that about really any art, they yeah. don't understand art. No, right. because there's politics in it's everything. It's a reflection <laughs> of the shit you were in yes. at that moment. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't care if it's if it's you know the the stupidest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Yeah. It's got politics. Well, I really the, underli- hate, the underlying is. Politics. I hate how political Apocalypse Now is. <laughs> no, it's just it's 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 juvenile infantile thinking yeah. that your wish fulfillment fantasy didn't show up on screen the way you wanted it to, mm-hmm. and that you're sick of the women that are on the screen. That's why I keep I keep equating it to toxic masculinity. I don't know any women. Maybe they're out there. I don't know that many women who are Star Wars fans who watched the Last Jedi and said, "Ah, this is bullshit." But I've heard from a few dudes and. I'm not saying that all the guys that didn't like the movie or have toxic masculinity, there are people who have legitimate reasons for not liking a movie. That's fine. Uh, and those of you that are listening yeah. right now that have a legitimate grievance with the movie, you're understanding the words that I'm saying. Those of you who have a problem with toxic masculinity, you're going to scream at me and call me names. Soon. Yeah, exactly. So, 
And and we're not talking. There, talk- yeah. there might be a little bit of racism peppered in there too. And there a little, be, yeah. yeah, just a tiny bit. Now, now yeah. again, we we know people who yeah they have their legitimate reasons. They've sure. explained them to us. We sure. don't agree. I didn't like Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I hated the 2001's pop. boring. It is. It is. The <laughs> book's a, better. It, it is a monumental piece of science fiction filmmaking. Absolutely. But if you were to try to show it to a contemporary audience right now, uh, matter of fact, the original Star Wars is kind of clunky right now by modern pacing. Yeah. You get a kid who grew up on Jurassic Park movies, they're not going to watch the first Star Wars movie and go, well, this is a breathtaking thrill mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. But anyway, this group... <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they sent out their thing and they got all kinds of attention, all bad. Uh, my favorite uh, reply was uh, to their Twitter account. This is uh, you know that explained their mission. Uh, Ryan Johnson himself responded perfectly. Please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so go go look at it. it's just hilarious. They uh, their their website is taking pledges. All they ask for is your email address and how much you're willing to pledge. Oh, so oh, it's so, ran by a Nigerian prince. Basically. <laughs> now they're not taking any money yet. Oh, okay. They're 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 going to wait and and get it done and then we'll take your money eventually for whatever reason. And they <sighs> and they have all this level of uh, you know, like donate ten dollars and oh, you get like, this, like Kickstarter levels. Yeah, they have their own Kickstarter is, level. What do you get? Oh my gosh. Well, you get you could even get invited to the premiere. Oh, geez, I can't wait. <laughs> A guaranteed seat at the guaranteed you know, premiere. Yeah, yeah. With, with that kind of money, I hope they get Tommy Wusso who did uh, the room to direct it. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do a great, great fucking job. God, <laughs> what, anyway. what the fuck? Is what are they going to do with the rest of the money? Apart, he doesn't need Ray. that much. I, I wanted to drink this, and now I don't. Don't drink it. No, don't drink that. The Star Wars Space Punch. Don't, don't do it. Oh, don't do it, so, Jason. So we, we've been we've been dealing uh, we've been oh, dealing with yuck. we've been dealing with kind of a disconnect from reality, yeah. and from people who don't pay attention to what's right in front of them. So yeah. Yeah. there are I, I've seen the argument that they hated the beginning of uh, Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Because, you know, J.J. Abrams went through all this effort to shoot the scene at the end of Force Awakens where Rey goes up the steps to Akto and she gives Luke the lightsaber and he looks at her with his big mournful eyes and that's the end of the movie. And then what does Ryan Johnson do? He turns into some slapstick of Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. Guess what? J.J. Abrams did not direct that closing scene well, in Force he, Awakens. No. That was been, Ryan Johnson. Do you think that J.J. didn't know that that was going to happen? Like, J.J. Abrams they're all is, in rooms talking about this shit. J.J. Abrams <laughs> is an executive producer on, yeah. the, on The Last Jedi. He was in all of the story meetings. And I have this all through the Art of Star Wars books. He got pumped up with the direction they were going because they stripped out the predictable parts of Star exactly. Wars. They made it dangerous and thrilling and fun and cool and new. It went places you and didn't he said, expect. He flat out said... Oh, so I don't have to have the showdown between Ray and Snoke and uh, Kylo in the third movie because yeah. we're just going to get it out of the way. Yeah, and the bad guy's going to be Ray or mm-hmm. uh, Kylo. Yeah. yeah, then maybe Ray. I don't know where that's going. But <laughs> well, and and Abrams liked the movie. He he said that what Ryan did yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, he also well, just paid it. He has to say that he also said Star Wars is a big galaxy, and if you can sort of find almost and you can find almost anything you want to in Star Wars. If you're someone who feels threatened by women and needs to lash out at them, you can find an enemy in Star Wars. You can probably look to the first movie that George did and say that Leia was too outspoken or she was too tough. Anybody who wants to find a problem with that can find a problem with anything. The internet seems to be made for that. And yes, he's right. Now, Now back to that quote about Leia. I... 
I've been telling you guys about this James Cameron stories of science fiction series for forever because it, it will make you proud of the thing that you love. What channel is it on again? It's, it was AMC or something like that. Okay. It's, it's out of, but, it there, but there's a companion book that came out with it. And right. what it does is it transcribes the interviews that Cameron does with all these filmmakers, and it's the stuff that didn't make it onto the show. And it's Lucas talking about a couple of things. Talking about, first of all, Han and Luke are idiots. They really are. <laughs> they are. Who, well, he's a farm boy. <laughs> who is the person behind the escape from the Death Star that makes it go? Leia it's Leia. It's Leia. She's the smart one. She's the strong one. She uh, grabbed the, the gun away from Han into the garbage chute flyboy. I mean... Yep. She, women have been strong in Star Wars from the beginning. Yeah, it's not shocking right? that she became a general. Exactly, she's a general. <laughs> she's a negotiator. She's a senator. She's done all this shit from the beginning. Yep. But then she got captured by a slug. Yeah, and then she killed him. <laughs> and, then she, and then she strangled, she, and, then strangled and, then, and then you get to the story of Jabba the Hutt, and you find out he is literally the dawn of dawns. Yeah. He is. The Godfather in Star Wars. And she choked him. She killed All him. All Luke wanted was power converters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Women have always Women have always been strong in Star Wars. They are what make Star Wars great. And not only that, yeah. it's always been political. And guess what? It's always been unapologetically unapologetically liberal. Well, it is not it is. And, and I'm not saying that as a liberal because I don't think the liberals go far enough to the left. Um, yeah, I agree. With yeah, you. It, it's it's it is literally about people who are under a, a repressive regime standing yes. up and fighting back. And you know what? The last shot in The Last Jedi is one of the most fucking not the last shot with the kid, but the last yeah. shot of the of, of the newly formed rebels. Uh, no longer the uh, no longer the resistance. Uh, there's what a dozen of them. I know yeah. it is the most gut in the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the cargo hold, it is the most heart wrenching, gut dropping feeling. It is absolutely. I mean, and and you're looking at that and going, how do we go on? How do, how do they go on? And, and Leia says, we have everything we need right here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I get the chills. I, you know, and I also just want to say it's not. Um Ray and Rose's fault that chicks don't like it, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's not, the, it's it's the not, fucking. You know, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry chicks don't like you. It's because you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. They probably should take a bath every once in a while. Yeah. The, 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 the fact and that stop they... Stop putting your sweat into... Star cans. Wars cans. Yeah, this, this is... So, you space drink? punch is, is... I told you not to it's, drink it's it. Made, it. This is toxic fanboy sweat carbonated. That's all it is. <laughs> so there's a... There's a um, after you've done listening to every episode of Geek Show two or three times and memorizing all the lines, yeah. uh, there, is an, <laughs> there is one other podcast in the world that you might want to check out. It's called Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yeah. Uh, very well written, very well researched, and he goes to great lengths to... I cannot remember what the term is, and if we had internet right now, I could look it up. Sorry. But he was explaining what happens, <laughs> and he did this He did this uh, about um, why we saw the resurgence in white supremacy after the election of Barack Obama. Yeah. And now we're seeing this resurgence in uh and, and it's not it's not petty misogyny it's it's rampant raging misogyny it's yeah it's going after kelly marie tran and leaving messages on her twitter feed saying hey ching chong thanks for ruining uh, the new Jesus, star wars unbelievable movie. and that's that's literally shit that people were doing and that is despicable that is un-american it is bullshit it is stuff that makes me want to go back in time and find young lee and the two of us are going to go out and fucking murder people because <laughs> uh i get irrational but 
it's this it's this uh, psychological condition where people who uh, have this repressed feeling of of bigotry or hatred towards a particular group, um, when that particular group is is validated, they may have even voted for Obama because they wanted to give people a feeling a better feeling about themselves. But then they can go ahead and say, "I did the good thing, so now I can be a racist again." Mm-hmm. So or yo, I, yo, yeah, I've seen exactly, that shit exactly. Lot. I know you have. Oh. And so oh. and so now, okay, uh, Last Jedi comes out, and you had a bunch of man babies crying because they didn't want to see a woman holding the lightsaber, and that was pissing them off. But you know what? They enjoyed the movie. They went and saw it. But then that second movie, why the fuck is she still there? Oh, my God. There's, there's even more. There's more women. And they have lines, and they're doing spaceship stuff. I hate that. I hate them. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> fuck it. It's just sickening. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we, and we'll, I think we need and, to. And I, I got, have to get drunk. I got to puke up this sweat. That this shit told, is nasty. We told you. I mean, I like. I mean, like, I, I, I didn't think it could be that bad. No, it's, it's not the nastiest it's thing I've, I've had to drink here. Mm. There's that. There's that true. trial by fire. Your wife put yeah, us through about eight years true. ago. That's true. Well, I had that burning gasoline. <laughs> that's all gone. That's. Oh, you, know, you seem so sad. <laughs> well, I, you like to watch people drink it. I kind of want to have some around. There is nothing like just in case. There is nothing like burping up burning tire <laughs> for three days. Juice. It was bad. <laughs> Uh, but I got something to read to you and some more uh, stuff that we need to talk about as far as toxic fandom goes and how we can. And I think we should all step forward and try to find a way to help fix it. If Calm we us can. the fuck down. You know. Yeah. So after these messages, we'll be right back. Well, let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection for the month of June 2018. Superstar writer Brian Michael Bendis has arrived at DC Comics and is launching a new Superman title, Man of Steel. What new threats will Superman face? Which of his old villains are waiting to strike? Be sure to pick up Man of Steel to find out. Marvel returns to business as usual with three new titles starring old favorites. Look out for the new Thor, Immortal Hulk, and Tony Stark, Iron Man. If you're a fan of these summer blockbuster movies, go on in and pick up stories featuring your favorite characters. Dr. Volts has a huge selection of graphic novels starring Deadpool, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Han Solo, you get it, a whole lot more. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. We'll see you next Wednesday, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable, and you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. 
Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. The Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake City is a school unlike any school in Utah. You will train to cook and bake with master chefs who have opened Michelin star restaurants, cooked for the James Beard Foundation, and have been featured on the Food Network. Anybody can attend culinary school. It's not just professional chefs. It's perfect for career changers, retirees, entrepreneurs, or maybe you're just passionate about food. Or maybe you're already working in the culinary industry and would like to upgrade your skills and knowledge. Park City Culinary Institute's program in Salt Lake City might be for you. They make it that easy. Learn more about their 4, 8, and 12-week programs. Financing is available on approved credit, and you can even use the GI Bill. You're going to make new friends. There's a lot of networking opportunities. To learn more or apply today, visit ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com and mention X96, you know, the station I work for, when you enroll and you'll receive an all-clad pot valued at $200. Park City Culinary Institute in Salt Lake City at 1484 South State Street or go to ParkCityCulinaryInstitute.com. And we're back. All right. Yay. Okay, uh, I'm let's not, see. I'm not yelling anymore. No, no. Sorry, I was yelling. That's fine. I might! I, just um, like, I like Star Wars. Here's a little something I found some, from somebody who knows a thing or two about uh, toxic fandom. Uh, director Paul Feig. Ah! <laughs> Remember, he did the, the, the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Run, my got a, bride, and, bride, and Bridesmaids. That and, got a little bit of toxic fandom. Yeah. Throw a little? It. Just a little? <laughs> Which I didn't deserve. I love that goddamn movie. I thought it was fine. Yes, it was It was funny. I enjoyed it. It was very funny. It's, it's actually, I would say, of the three Ghostbusters movie, definitely better than Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Of course. I'll go there. Yeah. No, but that's, that's the thing. You know, Ghostbusters 2 had Bobby Brown. That's great. And Ghost, the new Ghostbusters could have had him, too. Bobby Brown sucks. Also, uh... Kate McKinnon is a national treasure. Yeah, she I is agree. a national right. treasure. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> yes. stole that fucking movie. Hilarious. Yeah. That's All when right. I realized I was like, that's just not fair. But they were upset because the bad guy was making fun of nerds. I mean, he literally was, he a, was. a nerd living in his mom's basement. Yeah. Or not. So here's uh, what Paul Feig has to say. Because uh, we noticed that, uh, and this is an article from The Hollywood Reporter, Ocean's 8 came out. Mm-hmm. Didn't have that problem with no. the toxic fans. Interesting. They didn't have to attack it. It attacked itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. That movie sucks. But, oh. it, but the toxic fandom did not enter into the whole discussion of this movie. Okay. And it's, it's a sequel. All right. Uh, so here's what Paul Feig had to say about that. How did it avoid the trolls? Paul Feig said, The big movies are more line-in-the-sand moments for the intolerant. I've been in the geek community long enough to know the difference between the true geeks and new wave of people who got into geek culture. It's not even about true fandom. It's more like not being able to handle the new demographics of the world. Uh, Remakes of movies uh, with high nostalgia quotient are particularly vulnerable to angry trolling. Uh, Another organization said the audiences for these movies are now adult men, and they had a particular impact on them as adolescents and teenagers while they were growing up. Ocean's 8 does not have that. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. In other words, kids in their early 2000s were dressing up as Danny Ocean for trick-or-treating. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, in all honesty, yeah? I haven't seen Ocean's 8 yet, and yeah. I was, I was kind of scared 
Not because of the, the, the female cast. It's just Ocean's Eleven was one of the things that had a massive influence on me in like coming out of high school. Swear for God, like, really? It was like um, I had a when I was when I would do rap and all that stuff. I had, like we had a little group and like I would say my name is Dan Ocean. Hmm. Like that was like one of my alias was Dan Ocean. Dan Ocean. Yeah. And so if if you really want, it's my honest opinion. I think the reason Ghostbusters took more of a hit is because it was a threat, because it was really good. And so people yeah. were like, "Oh, it can't be better than my original Ghostbusters." Oh, but, they were, but they were hitting on it before it even came. Well, that's true. I mean, that's I'm afraid the to watch Ocean's they, 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 they were they were they were attacking it a year before, even I think even before the trailer came out because they yeah. were just they were just going out and it was all a warm up for yeah. everything else because they've yeah. gone after a couple other well, things. Cat, Cat, and I went to go see Ocean's Eight because I had missed the screening. I was like, "But I really want to see it because I love a good heist well, movie." Yeah. And, and that and whole cast, dude, is, the cast is phenomenal. And I'll, and this is how I say this is how I know that I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yeah. Rihanna didn't bug me. Because like, <laughs> she's usually very fucking irritating on the yeah. screen, mm-hmm. but I'd give, it, I'd, I'd give it three stars for the cast alone. But yeah, you know. until it just—I mean, like when Kate Blanchett has nothing to do, when Sandra oh, Bullock has man. nothing to do, when Mindy Kaling has nothing to do, uh, was it Sarah Paulson? Is that her name? Yeah. Like yeah. when all these amazing actresses have nothing to do, and Kat, we like we were walking out. She's like, "Do you like?" It? I go, "This." It's like it's not funny. Like it's not usually it has like you know these quippy dialogues like that. Nothing like you know. Mm-hmm. And then they wrap it up real fast. And like there's seriously characters that they introduce that do absolutely like when James Corden comes in, who I like, and then all of a sudden just fucking disappears. You're like, what do they do with that plot line? I don't know. Credits. And like <laughs> it's just it's a mess. And so all right. So so back to this talking about the the people who you know the as they said the kids who weren't dressing up except for Jay uh, <laughs> as Danny Ocean goddamn right uh, anecdotally on the YouTube Reddit and 4chan threads just stay away from them um, centered on the Ocean's Eight film the talk tends not to be focused as much on the franchise being rebu- rebooted as on what the users perceive as an unnecessary feminist leaning feature pushed by mm-hmm. liberal Hollywood or as one mm-hmm. 4chan user put it. Probably won't see it, but since menstruating all over Ocean's Eleven doesn't yes. ruin my childhood, I ain't mad about it. What? Uh, oh my God, I hate people! I right. do too. And they go back to Feig, and he says, for so long they felt like the giant genre films belonged to them, because they did. If you look at the makeup of those things, that's what it was. Now that it's getting changed, they're getting weird about it. So it's he's, like, well, he's that's got thing, some no, point. That takes me back to the, the creator of Rick and Morty, where he's like, these people think it belongs to them. It doesn't. It's, it's, it's my fucking yeah, show, yeah. and I'll do what the yeah. fuck the, I want the, with it. The best, the best result of all of this, though, is uh, I actually, when I first saw the now somewhat discredited news that Disney was pulling back on all of the other movies that they're developing, yeah. my first reaction was, good, they don't fucking deserve it. And it makes <laughs> me sad. And that was my wife's reaction. I, I We were driving back, and I said, you know what? We just saw something. It's not substantiated yet, but... Just saw a thing that, that Disney was going to uh, maybe slow down on the production of some of these other side stories. And she said, fucking nerds, just ruin everything. Because, yeah. you know, that solo movie that a lot of people boycotted for whatever reason, for whatever reason, whether it was because they didn't like Kathleen Kennedy or it was because they were upset because of uh, Last Jedi or because my all-time favorite, Don't Cast a Jew to Play Han Solo. Oh, God. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Harrison Ford's Jewish, you fuck what? So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you don't deserve the movie if you're going to be that way about it. And if you don't want to see it, don't go see it. Do they but think that Han Solo is Christian? I don't know. <laughs> of course they do. He's Christian. He's white. He, oh, no, no. Hokey religions and ancient weapons. Yeah. Remember he said that. To, yeah. to, yeah. those, to those that think that the, you own 
this culture. You're 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 not you don't. No. You're not paying attention. You're you're a part of it. Yeah. You know, just because you found it doesn't mean that you can take it over and it, just do I mean it's not it's not yours. Enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like be happy that you're invited to the party. Yeah. Well, it's just I, it's just like with music, right? Mm-hmm. People call they get all mad when people start liking the music they like. Right. Start calling them sellouts and shit like that. I remember <clears throat> pre-Joshua Tree U2, uh-huh. it was the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, people are mad because everybody's figured out the thing that you like is good. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're, you fucking walked into my own our, our fucking private yeah. jerk-off session. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, that, the f- nerds, you got to face it. Yeah, and that's what Feig talks about. Is, is that if for the longest time, yeah, you were, the, yeah. That you were who it was made for. Well, but guess and, what? The yeah, world has changed. You got to face it. Uh, our nerd culture is pop culture now. Yes. It's what it is. <laughs> this is what you no, wanted. But no, it's, it's not. It, I kind of have a... No, but this is no what, it's, it's what I wanted. I yeah, wanted yeah. everybody to think I Star Wars. Every, was, I wanted everybody to have a seat at the same table. Same here. So yeah. Yeah. I wanted about. everybody to like we're, it. We're not paying attention to the fact that, okay, so Star Wars was a huge hit in 77. Yeah. It was a huge hit. That meant that muggles... And wizards alike went to the fucking movie, right? Yeah. But it's the wizards, it's the weirdos and the misfits that latched onto it and started reading or reading into all of the all of the ephemera and making it their own thing. Star Wars, when it works, or genre when it works, it's those it's those little kernels of commonality that we can latch onto. It's where you can make friends with people that you have nothing in common with, but you have Star Wars or you have Star Trek or you have X Men comics or whatever. That's where in sixth grade. Uh, I was the kid that got beat up all the time, so I hung out with the other kids that liked X Men right. comics. Well, so, but what I was gonna say it's like, so you could wear a Star Wars shirt to school. That was mm-hmm. okay. But like, if like I remember, like when I was in junior high, you know, late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. no fucking way, I would wear like a Spider Man T shirt to junior high. I mm. I wore a Superman T shirt and got beat up for it. Yeah, and uh, you know. that's what you know. It's like, and I'm you know I'm glad it isn't like that anymore. And yeah. but. I'm don't. I'm not mad that everybody likes it now. Why would I? Because I'm no. getting more. Exactly. Jesus Christ! I just, for example, I had I, I got so behind on all my superhero shows. There's a lot because there's so many goddamn superhero <laughs> shows, and there's it seems like there's a new one on every goddamn week. You know, like I it took me, you know, I'm on the the seven's closed. It took me two days to finish my superhero shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm just like, and I was just sitting there thinking, I was like. This is great. great. That's a good you know problem. What I mean? This is all right. You get, know? The mentality that gets me is that there's the person that you're talking about who reads all of the EU, reads all the comics, yeah. reads all this, yeah. plays the video games, stuff like that, and, and loves Star Wars, and thinks they own, you know, have more ownership over the guy who went and saw it once in theaters and you know loved it. You're no better goes, than the muggle, man. You're not. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can both love the same franchise. Just because you put, spent more time, it gives you no more fucking no, it ownership. Just, it, just means, it just means that you have a, maybe a larger investment uh, in, in your head. Yeah, in your but, own, yeah, your but own persona, I, I, but not a, beyond that. What do I wear? Yeah. All the time. I've always got a Star Wars shirt on. I try to find unique Star Wars shirts, and uh, when, the, when The Last Jedi came out, I bought a bunch of Ray shirts because I, I think it's very important that... We show the women in our in our culture that we're not afraid of women being in a place of power in movies and in science fiction and genre well, and, and, and in politics. I'd wear a Ray shirt because she was fucking kick ass, and yeah. she was kick ass. <laughs> so it's, it's not a, it's not yeah. a token gesture. But yeah. what I'm really getting sick of now is why are you wearing a shirt with that fucking Mary Sue on it? Exactly. Jesus. I've gotten that. Really? I've got. I've yes. got that. I wore a shirt on stage. It's it's a full on Wonder Woman shirt. And it's an old yeah. school like, and it's just. I wore it and like I heard somebody go, you know, yell, call me the f word, and I didn't. I got friend. Yeah, <laughs> I got fucking. Hey, irate. friend. I got, I got fucking irate because I was like, you know, like 
wow, I'm a really? guy wearing a Wonder Woman shirt. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. You know? They called you a fag? Yeah. yeah. What? It's, it's about... It's about what? Uh, about 30% of our population seems to have absolutely no issue with telling anybody whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that they're... used to happen to me in yeah. high school because I had like weird and hair. Like, and I, and I, called yeah. out, I called that person out, but I was like, God, man, like, what? What? That's is, just what gross. The fuck is wrong with you? Yep. These are the same, know, the same ones that were threatening that to boycott it. Target for having a gender neutral bathroom, though. Who the I, fuck I, I, cares, yeah. man? Because I, I know. Oh, the and first... they had a section, of, uh, they had a pride section at yeah. Target. And people have been people were flipping about it. What yeah. kind of, what kind of people if it do bugs you, you don't go in the fucking section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but see again, How does I, that even th- I got a great example. I got a great okay, example. All, go. right. All right, to 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 those people, uh, if you're listening to this shit, but like think about I what kind of many of the people. Yeah, think about what no, kind they, of they, they, they stopped about a do year wanna, ago. Do y'all want to be Wakanda before they expanded? You know, opened up their borders because that's that's what that's what you guys are. Oh, this is our shit. No one else can have it. We've got this precious resource. It's not. It's not your fucking thing. It's for. It's for everybody else to share. Mm-hmm. Open yeah. those fucking borders and actually share with the world with what you have. And, and again, a lot of these fans, and I'll take it to you know, because uh, Star Trek has always been political, yeah, and oh, yeah. has always been about inclusion. And so these same fans say they like Star Trek, and I say to them, I don't believe yeah. that you've been paying attention. And you know what's funny? If you, know? you go back, I. I did this last month. I actually went back and watched the original series because, to me, it's charming. Yeah. Now, I loved it in my early 20s. I was way into it. But I wasn't looking at it from the perspective of somebody who's uh, aware of things like I am now. The first Kirk episode, all of the women are wearing the same uniforms as the men. Mm-hmm. It was the second Kirk episode that NBC came in and said, no, we've got to put them in the miniskirts. Yeah. Uh, they, they can't be in the same. And uh, the pilot episode with Jeffrey Hunter... Uh, Major Barrett's character was the second in command of the ship. Yeah. And it was after that, they're like, eh, we don't want women in that kind of yeah, position. Just the so actually, super, super fucking ahead of its time from yeah. mid-60s. Yeah. There is a line, and it's fantastic. It's the first Romulan episode, the first time the Romulans show up. And the helmsman, it's before Sula was at the helm. He was just a botanist, right? Yeah. And so uh, the helmsman's sitting there, and the screen comes up, and it's Tomalock, the, the, the Mark Lennard's great Romulan character. Yes. And you see him, he's got the arched eyebrows, and he's got the pointy ears. And the helmsman looks at Tomalock, and then he looks at, he looks at Spock, and he puts it together. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that's how they've been figuring out where we're at. And Kirk says, I will not have any bigotry on my bridge, mister. <laughs> 1966. Yeah. We were farther along. Yep. <laughs> and we are right wow. fucking now. Yep. I do. I, I, so I've always loved Star Trek. Yeah. When, when they did announce that they were like, you know, supposedly halting all these movies with Star Wars and stuff like that, and I kind of, and it may be an unpopular opinion, but I started thinking about it because, like, you know, I've had I've had a few people say, like, man, I'm getting a little overloaded with Star Wars movies. Like, it's just kind of, and, and I, I have not hated any of them ones. You know, I like more yeah. than others. I get it. Yeah. But, like, if you are going to do a Star Wars movie every year, every, you know, get, you know, no matter what, you're going to hit a shit, you know, fan. The shit's going to hit the fan at least once, right? Right. Yeah. And so for me, I, I like Solo, but they hit they, you know they're eating a little bit of humble pie right now, and for me that's fine because then they might take a step back and go, okay, we're not you know invincible. We we could take a hit, yeah. so let's you know just look at the situation, assess what's going on, and then figure out what maybe what or you know what went wrong, what didn't, and then move forward. I'm okay with that to take a step back before you just it's jump the, into the fucking deep end the every Thor, time. It's the Thor Dark World analogy. They, sure, they they had it. They hit a stumbling block. The yeah. movie did not perform like all the other Disney Marvel movies. And I love that 350 million dollars is a stumbling block. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Right, well, and, <laughs> I want a stumbling block like that. Here's my take on on Solo, and and why 
it, it didn't perform the way that they thought so it people would. People hate fun? <laughs> I believe that it was a combination of a couple of things. They were late to start promoting. That is true. Promoting. I mean, and that's not like Disney at all. It no. was the Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, it, I remember I, when it was coming out. I was did, like, holy yeah. shit, it's coming out. We yeah. didn't get any hint about that no. until maybe two and a half months before the movie opened yeah. because they wanted Infinity War, the yep. thing that they were worried about. They wanted Infinity War to succeed, so they, they stayed away. They were worried about take, distracting from Infinity War. That was a big fucking mistake. Yeah. The second thing is, I think that online trolls kept people away. People that I have talked to who said, I haven't seen it yet, said, I heard it was bad. Right. Uh-huh, exactly. And But here's the thing is that if you look, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is a bad example, but it's the only one that I have. The critics gave it 91%. Yeah. You know? They're out of touch and paid off by the studios. It, see? And I love those Disney dollars. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Works at the gift shop. But do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Mickey Bucks. It's, it's the online trolls yeah. and the Facebook assholes. But they've got a playbook that they can work off yeah. of now. That, that's... I, I think they are the reason that this movie didn't succeed. Because everybody that I talked to that finally saw it said, I heard it was terrible, but I loved it. Yeah. We, we've had it. We've had a guy... We had a guy Question us about it a couple weeks ago. I was like, where are you hearing all this shit about Lando being pansexual and about Ray being a Mary Sue and about all this God. other stuff? And I was like, all you have to do is start, just go on Google and type, is Ray A, and it'll autofill Mary, Mary Sue. Sue. What, is I'm, Lando what is a Mary pansexual? Sue? Mary Sue is a bullshit made up thing. There's a character in a Star Trek fan fiction. Her name was Mary Sue something. Yeah. And she was a Helms woman. Okay. And she was really good at her job. So the term popped up about a Mary Sue being somebody who's just impossibly good at their job because the writer decided they wanted to have their own personal avatar on the show as a wish fulfillment vehicle. Live vicariously through the Right, so people are going, oh, Ray's a Mary Sue because she's immediately good at the Force. She's immediately good at lightsaber fighting. She's immediately... So it was wish fulfillment on J.J. Abrams' part to build this uh, fantastical female character that can be a Jedi Knight instantly, not reading into the fact that she trained just as long as Luke did on Dagobah, Mm -hmm. that, you know, Luke was a fucking wonderkind almost immediately. Uh, If you get into the mysticism behind it, it's just... It's just fucking space wizards, guys. Well, 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 King King Arthur was an amazing warrior the second he pulled Excalibur out of the sword. The other other thing I think that that comes into play a little bit is uh, the original trilogy, the sword fights were, the lightsaber fights were way more low-key than they are now. Yeah, they didn't have the choreography. Exactly. So you look at that and like, oh, Luke was okay with a sword after Mm -hmm. two months, but Ray's like, you know... Doing flips. Doing flips and stuff. Now back to... But Ray that, couldn't possibly be this good this long. Yeah. Your boy toy George Lucas explains this. Again, back yep. to that James Cameron thing yep. I'm talking about. He explains it about the wills. Yep. And how they are microscopic and they are in blood. That's midichlorians, bud. And, and that's what that is. Yeah. So yeah. blame your boy toy George Lucas yeah, the, for the, that. The, the mystics you know? called it the wills. The scientists called it the midichlorians. And it's a parasite that runs through everybody's blood and those people that are sensitive to it can manipulate it. Yes. And that's all it is. And, yeah. and, and so going back to more fan toxic backlash i don't need it explained to me it's just what it is i i kind of want to jump back when you said about release date though that i think that actually might be a pretty big factor because we were all excited as geeks we know we can usually get into the movies you know the press screenings and whatnot most people don't see that many movies especially in one month yeah Yeah. and we were all excited that it was like oh first we get infinity war and then we get deadpool Deadpool. and then we get solo and then and that was all within 
fucking four weeks, like you know? True. And it's expensive, and, and, especially if you got a family to go no, to the fucking no, movie. No, exactly. No. So I'll tell you right now, the first one they're going to go see was Infinity War. Yeah. Because everyone was excited about well, it. Well, you and got it, 10 years of buildup. And everybody know? was excited about Deadpool. I think Solo, you know, of the three, probably got the shaft of it. And so what I would have probably would have consi- you know, suggested would go go to like August or something like that. Because if anything's proven certain things, like the the... Old school thinking of May to like July of the summer yes. movies. That's bullshit that nowadays, man. And the first franchise to actually do it was fucking Fast and the Furious because they started releasing they, movies in April and they've been and they were making billions. And it's like, what well, the fuck? So Star, Star Wars has been yeah. Star Wars has been owning December yeah. for three years. Why not just do your movie a year? And if there's if one movie a year is too much for a Star Wars franchise movie, I'm okay with it. Uh, How well, are the Marvel been, movies? We've been doing okay, this. yeah, with three Marvel movies I mean, a year. Yeah. You're getting three yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 ridiculous to me exactly what Jimmy was saying because why does it matter when the movie comes out? If it's a good movie, people are excited for it. But if they won't. If it's November or if it's April or if it's July, people are going to go see it. But if there's the, multiple ones in one month, you're not going to go right. take your that, kids that's and what spend hundred dollars yeah. every pop. The, you know, there's the, a similar problem in the uh, in the video game industry where everyone would always save their big releases for. October, November. Yeah, well, they were oh, thinking sure. Christmas. And thinking, oh, yeah, that's for that. And they're yeah. thinking, yeah, they want Christmas money. But lately, you're seeing a lot of really high-profile good games come yeah. out in the in the beginning of the summer uh, and, and and again in the that's... middle of the summer, and, and you spread them out throughout the year so people have money. Yeah. all through the you know to yeah. to pay once well, every couple months they'll buy a game instead of trying to buy three and, in one month. And, and this is your marketing people not realizing that gaming is not just something you do at Christmas. Exactly, it's a lifestyle it's all the time. It's yeah. a yeah. lifestyle. Well, well and, and back to the thing though, I mean, like, because I'm looking at you know the next big one we've got is Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. That's early July, and then it really much goes fucking dead for That's the, rest, for the rest of the month like, in August. It does, yeah. There's not one fucking movie I really care about. After Ant-Man. After Ant-Man. Yeah, there's not. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying no, to think what is this. after that. No, no, no. So, I'll say this, though, man. Like, there's big ones coming out like, like Hotel Transylvania 3. It'll do fucking money. But yeah. like it's just not that it, well yeah but it's just not that big geek movie where they crammed all that shit into fucking in the April right. and May should have thrown solo in August, in August. I think August or taking, September would have been all, great taking all that time to promote it mm-hmm. get yeah. people hyped about it and then it would have been fine but the second you delay it they're like there's issues there's got to be yeah. problems and that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> the internet fuck the internet I just like. It's like <laughs> I was listening that, to and that's why Wi Fi's down. No, that's what kind of irritates me too. You've angered the you've angered the internet. No, that, but that's what the I'm back. If you think about the internet, what it irritates me when when shit like that happens, it's like how the fuck do you know? You don't know what's going no, on. You do you don't. work for fucking Disney? Do yeah. you work at Lucasfilm? Shut the fuck up and it's, let it happen. I do. I swear, like. Sixty percent of the internet news you see is just people's speculation. That's that, exactly, well, and statistics are and made it, up and on it, the and spot, that's, and that's kind of ruined it. I mean, I I like to speculate <laughs> as much as the next guy, but I have people walk up to me now saying, "Hey, did you?" I'm going to pick on Jeremiah Lupo now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to pick on. I'm sorry, Maya. You. I'm sorry. Oh, I love why? you dearly. Uh, because it's a name I can attach to this particular thing, and I love Maya. I get a kick out of it when he does it. He doesn't bother me, but Maya, every time I see him, he says, "Hey." Uh, did I tell you about my new Star Wars theory? And I'm like, yeah, because I love Maya. I'm going to listen to it. But you know how many people walked up? You know, I'm, I'm a noticeable figure in this community. Yeah. Uh, people walk up to me, hey, hey, uh, hey, Lee George Cade, uh, big fan. Geek Show says, hey. I'm like, cool. Hey, did you hear about my Star Wars theory? No, I don't even know who you are, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but but cool. That's great. I'm glad that Ray's a clone of, of uh, fucking Mon Mothma. That's fantastic. Well, well you know, my, and, my and, brother and, and I d- designed a shirt, just, uh, shirt recently, and I want to get it made. It's, it's all in the Avengers font. It says, your Infinity War theory sucks. Yeah. yeah see, <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with having your own theories and even putting them on the internet. It's when people decide that's gospel 
for, yeah. for the franchise. Well, and, and or when news outlets pick it up and or, say, this is what's happening. Or worse, when the person who has that theory takes that into the theater with Oh, yeah, them, when, when they have their own head camera. And then they get their own head camera. Oh, anybody, then, yeah. And then they get pissed and go online the next anybody day. Anybody exactly. who sat... Now, you and I did this. We drove down to California once, and we yeah. had, uh, by the end of that three days, we had an entire Star Trek series mapped out and written. I still want to do it. It would not have survived a pitch meeting. No. Because what a pitch meeting is... A bunch of people sit in the room. Most of them are writers or creatives, and some of them are the people with the money that go, you know what, your, your muggles aren't going to get this. Uh, a pitch well, meeting is all the people saying, this is why your story doesn't work. And so let's, let's talk more with some writers and some people who might actually understand the craft a little mm-hmm. bit. Here's, here's what happened to our Star Trek pitch. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Uh, 1991. 91, yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, the Orville. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our Star Trek pitch, I had it down to, to one sentence. It yeah. was... It was we're going to do Star Trek, With but people. it's going to be Mash. Yeah, <laughs> and they're going to be normal people. Yep. And that was basically the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my elevator pitch for it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would not have survived, but. No. Seth Farley came and along well, it, and said, "I want to do Star even, Trek with jokes," and it, it didn't even survive when Seth. Uh, yeah, McFarlane pitched the Star Paramount. Trek people said, "Fuck you!" No, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite stories it. of late. Is just him going like, "Oh, I, you're not going to let me do it." But well, I, you know, I do have a lot it. of money, so I'm just going to go do it myself. And I love the Orville. It's great. Yeah. Well, well, you know, people yeah. shit all over that too, which is because they shit all over everything. This is what we do now. We just oh, thank you for making this show for me. Thank you. So I have some place. Oh, by the way, tell me, tell me one franchise that doesn't have haters on it. You can't. Yeah, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of <laughs> Superman. That show sucks. Ah, <laughs> stop shitting on my dreams. Well, but I mean, every every show does have haters, but for some reason, the geeks are extraordinarily toxic. And maybe it's just because it's in our world, but I see it in national press all the time. I've, I've had a I've had so. a running theory for a couple of years, and I've probably mentioned on this is that if you if you were to treat the internet as like our entry level psychic ability, our telekinesis, our mm-hmm. our uh, you know, we're, we're all in each other's heads now. Yeah. And so we we sit here and stew, and we couldn't do that over Phantom Menace quite as easily because your dial-up connection took too long to get on, exactly. your, uh, <laughs> to get on your message board to complain about stuff. But they still did it. Now it's instant. I can get on my phone and be like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck Pacific Rim 2. It was well, a piece of shit. I hate it. And then here's a meme. Carrie's yeah. basement, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, thank you for lead-lining the walls. Jeez, let it go, buddy. <laughs> now, real quick. Check your privilege, Listen, Tony. The walls, ah! It's the... like we're recording in Pioneer Times. <laughs> here's, some, here's some things that Ryan Johnson had to say about uh, Star Wars. And, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that... He... Well, who cares what he has to say about it? it listen. It's it Bruin. It's Bruin Johnson. When, when people ask me, don't you think people are going to get sick of Star Wars movie, uh, movies? To me, that question indicates that they're thinking of Star Wars movies as a museum exhibit that is wheeled out once a year so you can say, oh, I love that thing. I remember that thing. And yes, Star Wars is that. People are going to get sick of it really quickly if that's what it does. But if Star Wars are great new movies that are exciting and fresh and that challenge you and surprise you and make you feel things and engage you the way those original movies did, but always taking you to new places, both in the galaxy and emotionally, that's never going to get old, and that's what that's all about. Well, and on that note, if I'm a movie executive, if I'm Kathleen Kennedy, and I watch Looper, and I say, (laughs) let's hire that guy, I'm not expecting wash, rinse, repeat. I'm no. expecting something along the lines of Looper or mm-hmm. Brick or any of the other movies. Phenomenal fucking movies this yes. man has made. I'm not expecting him to make a cookie-cutter Star Wars All movie. Right. I got something I want to read you in the next break, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. So After, After these messages, messages, we'll be right back. back. 
With a great selection of action figures, toys, and a whole lot more, Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Did your recently out gay dad just graduate with a Master's of Film Studies at the U? Well, I'm certain that Cabin Fever will have something for your dear old dad to mark all of your gay dad grad needs. Since opening their doors in 1982, Cabin Fever has provided Salt Lake City with unique gift ideas and continues to keep doing so. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, stop in, browse the walls and aisles, filled with hundreds of vendors' products from vintage lunch boxes, jigsaw puzzles and unique coffee mugs to shot glasses, gag gifts, magic, and of course, rubber duckies. Celebrating more than 35 years in Zion, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Tell them Geek Show says hey. Peter Pan the Vampire is on Kickstarter till July 12th from Utah creator Gary Brantner. The story is simple. Peter Pan is a vampire chased by a newbie slayer that discovers all fairy tales are hiding among us. The Kickstarter fully funded and finished except for the thank you page with your name on it so you're guaranteed the comics. You can even advertise your comic, comic shop, or whatever in the book. For details, check out kickstarter.com. Search Peter Pan the Vampire First Issue Redo. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a, a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me, my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. 
All right, we are back. Woo! Uh, I found this, uh, and you can find it online. Mark Bernardin wrote this. Thanks for finding it. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he writes, uh, Toxic fandom is killing Star Wars. It's killing everything. I'm just going to read this just as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm going to leave some of it out, but it, it, he makes excellent points. Fandom has always been an us-versus-them proposition. In the early days, it was because you love something that the world at large found silly, be it comic books or Doctor Who. It was you and those who felt like you against everyone else. Star Wars redefined fandom because it built a bigger tent than had ever existed before. Suddenly, everyone else also loved Star Wars. Your mom knew what the Force was. Mark Hamill was on The Tonight Show. There was Yoda underwear. It was the first (laughs) real fan thing that exploded into a phenomenon. But fandom always needs a them. He then goes on to talk about uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, Others hated it. Hated everything it stood for. Hated what they saw as a social justice warrior remix of the Star Wars that they grew up with. And they hated Trans Rose most of all because they decided that she was the avatar for all the things that were wrong with the, with the franchise. Well, she, she was your avatar. I mean, that was her character. Uh, the, uh, those fans, a minority but a loud one, found their them in everything that they used to love. Those who chose this particular vein of the dark side, emboldened by the faceless intoxication of the Internet, went hard on Tran. Racist, invective, misogyny, rape, and death threats were all hurled at her constantly, unrelentingly, transforming what had been a Cinderella story, The Last Jedi was her first major film, into a modern-day nightmare. And on June 4th, she quit social media. I would be surprised um, if she quit Star Wars. And then he uh, then he talks about how uh, it shouldn't go unnoticed that these same stripe of fans, they went after Leslie Jones nope. because of oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. All this begs the question, what exactly do Star Wars fans want? For so long, all they were asking for was more. Mm-hmm. It was 16 years between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace, and then 10 years between Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens. Yep. Just getting Star Wars on the screen was enough at first. Then those fans wheeled onto the prequels. Too much Jar Jar, too convoluted. The, the vitriol was strong enough to chase Lucas away from directing and perhaps from Star Wars altogether. Too political. When J.J. Abrams signed on for The Force Awakens and built his narrative around a young woman with the Force and her black friend, it triggered anti-SJW brigades. Never mind that it also gave them Han Solo, Chewbacca, Leia, and a pair of familiar droids. You didn't die right, though. Uh, the uh, boycott uh, episode seven hashtag spread targeting Ridley uh, Boyega, though it probably had more headlines than effect. The film topped two bill two billion worldwide. But if the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi were too progressive for some fans, why didn't they comfort themselves in the warm blanket of Solo, right. co-written by Lawrence Kasdan and directed by Lucas's Willow collaborator, collaborator Ron Howard? It should have been everything they wanted in the prequels that they didn't get without the too many ladies and people of color issues that they claimed hurt the new films. Judging by the gross, they didn't want Solo either. So what is Star Wars fandom against? It turns out the answer is itself. Or rather the realization that Star Wars is and always has been for children. And they aren't children anymore. I, I, he, he hits it right there. Right? He hits yeah. it right there. Uh, that's the truth of it. Uh, Star Wars fans, I count myself among them, look to the original trilogy as an anchor of youth. They want anything Star Wars to make them feel the way they did when they saw 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Roll across the screen 40 years ago. No diehard fan wants to imagine himself as old Luke Skywalker hiding on an island from everything new. This illusion because you fucked up. Anything that might shake his steadfast belief in how the world is supposed to be. But if you saw the original Star Wars in the theater, that's who you are. Unless you find a way to open yourself to heroes designed to hook a new generation while still resonating with yours. Those who haven't are lashing out at everything that reminds them that they're no longer young Luke, staring off into the horizon of a future still dawning like twin suns. They are forgetting the very things that spoke to them about Star Wars in the first place and the warnings of a little green puppet about the perils of anger. I thought that was brilliant. It is yeah, brilliant. Yoda, Yoda says something that I think that all of the older nerds need to remember. He says something in, in uh, Last Jedi. He says that they are, um, or we are what they grow beyond. Mm. And that those are some staggering words. I mean, especially if you have kids. You, yeah. they, we are what they grow beyond. We want our children to do better than us. Uh, we want our fandom to be better than, than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard when your fandom's literally destroying itself. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's for kids, guys. It's for kids. Uh, but yeah, go back, go back, yeah. reset, reload, calm the fuck down, yeah. as we always say. It's yeah. it, it's a big, beautiful, wide world out there, and uh, you know, I, I want it, I want it all to come and join us. I I want us to, that this Star Trek fan would like you all to embrace that philosophy about inclusion, you know. Because want, the, the galaxy is big. Do you want a silver lining real quick? Please. Uh, I have seen something that I didn't see from the two movies previous, from Rogue One or from uh, from Last Jedi. Uh, my daughter, who's 18, mm-hmm. uh, she managed to get a couple of her friends to go see Solo. And Solo's so fucking charming. Yeah. It's so unabashedly charming it and really fun is. that kids that she knows that uh, did not grow up in geek households who have never seen a Star Wars movie... They're coming over to our house to watch Star Wars because Solo was that vehicle that they said, oh, my gosh, this is so much fun. I want to see this because they grew up with Harry Potter or they grew up mm-hmm. with, with whatever fandom it is. So all of a sudden, these kids are watching Star Wars. And to them, uh, Beckett giving Han his DL-44 is not a sticking point. They're not no. looking at that and going, oh, I didn't want to see a movie about him getting his gun. Well, you know, you enjoyed Last Crusade, even though you see where he get his scars, whip his hat, and his, and his, and his uh, fucking... Bullwhip. It does seen Star Wars before. It's a really good entry point. It's a really good vehicle to get you on board. Yeah, I, I predict that once this movie is available in homes, Blu-ray yeah. or download, whatever your preferred method, people are going to look at it and go, "Why didn't we give this a chance?" Yeah, you know, this is a this is a fun Star Wars. If you've movie. got kids. Oh my god, it's the most delightful movie for little kids. Exactly. And, and you mentioned that it, you know it's it's for kids, yeah. and to me, like. I walk in every movie, and Chan said this maybe an episode or two ago, and I've said it before in the show. I walk in every movie hoping it's good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Try, I don't try to walk into a movie. You know, I don't give a shit if it's fucking Adam Sandler or not. Or Transformers. I, I know Four. in the back of my head we're probably gonna have some issues mm-hmm. walking into that thing, but yeah. I go, God, I hope this is good. Well, it's like, yeah. because I, that's how I walked even to Pixels, man. Well, I was like, Yeah, I love that short. And if they could do something, you'll like, see Qbert. You got Pac Man going down the fucking street like that. Maybe kind of cool. But then I was angry. But by then, the sure, it. you can. <laughs> once you start realizing what's happening, if you get angry about it, sure. But like, God, to just walk, I can't imagine, especially with what I do, to just walk into a theater just fucking mad already, or hoping because, that it fails. Yeah, yeah. Why would I want it to? And and even that, that your your hubris is so amazing that not only do you hope it fails, you hope it fails so that they have to do it your way and not you know because because you want to ruin it for everybody else. So if the toxic fan backlash is what caused Solo to have poor numbers, 
Thanks, fucker. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, and we're, we're going to review a movie perfect, in a little bit. It. We're going to review a movie that came out, and Shannon saw it, too, and I'll be right now. It's dumber than shit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We had a goddamn good time watching yeah. it now. Yeah. And right. so... Well, let's get to it. You want to do it? Yeah. What are you, what are we reviewing? <laughs> Jurassic World: Fallen oh, Kingdom. Oh, there you go. I saw it. Was, uh, so, did you see it too? I saw this too. Yeah. yeah. Um, J five. And they and you are not lying. It is dumb. It is uh, dumb well, as yeah. fuck. Well, we'll so it's to, a Jurassic we'll, Park movie. Well, yeah, no, worse. not to a degree because the first one I will still say that it's been twenty five years and it stands the test of time. Two, three, and even to <laughs> Jurassic World. Yeah. Pretty fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> but, god. The one thing I always said about Jurassic World that I really appreciated was the fact that whoever they got to consult it really knew how to design a theme park. Yeah. Because everything from like the wristbands to the fast passes to having a fucking Margaritaville. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious, but pretty dumb. You yeah. Know? And I will say, Lee, I know you've always had a problem with her high heels. Mm-hmm. They make it a very, 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 <laughs> very strong point to show that she's wearing fucking boots. They show her, <laughs> foot, they show her yeah. footwear like 90 <laughs> times and like three or four times. on it. No, I just, I, I just watching that movie and I was just going, you know, she sounds smart. Her words are smart. Why are you running through the jungle in heels? Well, that was the first know, shot. The Bryce first, Dallas Howard's choice. She I know. Well, I know. Yeah. The anyway. first shot of her in this film in Fallen Kingdom are her shoes, and it's and she's wearing heels. But then they, when she goes to the island, it's yeah. fucking boots. <laughs> combat boots. <laughs> it's yeah. the Mr. T Karate Commandos boot up scene. But the story is so it's been a few years. Clearly, the, the theme park of Jurassic World did not go well. And so it's you know it's not operationally more the, the <laughs> island is basically overgrown this park as well as Jurassic Park because it's still on the same island, mm-hmm. uh, but what the situation is that a volcano in the island is going to erupt, and the basically the debate is do these dinosaurs have the same rights as endangered species across the planet? Should we save them and take them off? Well, of course, my answer is no. Well, that's some Claire, SJW bullshit. Claire by Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard says yes, we should take him off. <laughs> Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, uh, mm, basically, uh, mm. basically says, "Ah, uh, uh, fuck no, no, <laughs> uh, no." Mm. Uh. <laughs> So it's basically, he, he basically says uh, the world's giving us a pass at this point. Yeah, yeah. we should <laughs> let it he, happen. Yeah, let this fucking Didn't happen. Did he see the second movie that he was in? Well, exactly. Where they got to San Diego. Well, see, here's the thing, though. That's not that wasn't the the what they thought to take him off was to take him to a sanctuary that uh, another billionaire who worked with John Hammond. Yeah, his name's uh, Doctor Moreau. He nope. has another <laughs> island. <laughs> so he's going to take him to the sanctuary. Well, the villain, if you can't figure out who the villain is, the first five minutes, then you're not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, has all you know all. Alternate plans yeah, and yeah. brings the, the dinosaurs to the island to sell them to private buyers. Whether they're going to have hunt them for fun, yeah. have them as pets in yeah. zoos, all this kind of shit. And it's kind of like everything on the island is pretty fun. It's when they get to the mainland and into like this mansion, you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's so stupid. And they <laughs> they introduce, uh, you know what? I mean, I don't know if I want to spoil some shit. I mean, it's fucking Jurassic World. We're not talking. To, we're not talking Infinity War here. Don't spoil too much. Yeah, yeah, well, let's don't. just say, I, yeah, I still want to see say, this stupid fucking movie. Kids ruin movies, and that little girl sucks. Yeah, she, and there's a secret behind she, her yeah. past that that sucks. was so stupid. Oh, it no, didn't have to What I want to know was she secretly a phenomenal gymnast all along. <laughs> yes. No, she just cries a lot and hi- hides in dumbbells. Oh. <laughs> yeah, dumb, dumb waiters. Dumb waiters. Mm. Um, I was so, so I'm sitting there watching this and people are doing such stupid shit in it. I'm like, it's almost like none of these people have seen a Jurassic Park movie yeah, before. Yeah. You, said, <laughs> you, you said it to Counts, and what's funny is that like you're not wrong because yeah. everything about from the first movie, Jurassic Park, is all canon. Like, this is yeah. all has happened before. And you mentioned the second right. movie where they brought it to the fucking... Yeah. Did you, it's not a good fucking idea. Yeah. You know, and there's so many plot holes in this movie that a fucking T-Rex could jump through them. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And so when Shannon was in there just laughing his ass off, Cat <laughs> was cackling louder than fucking anybody in that theater. And it's just, it's so fucking dumb. But again, if you just... 
turn your brain off. That's what I say. And buy just a have big, a little fun with it. Buy you know? a big tub of popcorn and drool right into it. And, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Click off. Click off your uh, your disbelief. And drop your and just enjoy it for what it is. Just it's like, a fucking dinosaur movie. Counts are reviewed on big movie. I just go turn your brain off. Just go dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you got to do for that. That's so, what these movies are for. I'm it's, so excited. It's, it's got it's got a plot that, that as you're watching it, once you get done, you realize. This movie would have ended in five minutes if people were not so stupid. Yeah. Well, really? Well, I'll quote the great Joe Bob Briggs. There's no plot to get in the way of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to never seeing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see I, this. I love it. Yeah, take your kid. Yeah. Take, yeah. take your kid. Love he'll it. fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll say and this. And once ca- again, of course they make some fucking terrible dinosaur. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> but, and you mentioned that, though. Counts actually called it. He goes, all this movie is is the greatest hits of all the, re- you know, it is. Of yes. the best movies before. Yes. It hits every trope the, you know, of a, of a like Jurassic Park movie. there and like the, you know, the T-Rex comes down with his eyes staring right at him, mm-hmm. creating another fucking dinosaur, a raptor pushing the, the door handle to get and into a, like, and you know. And a kid like, who's <laughs> inexplicably an amazing gymnast. I'm just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for Killing like a, a black guy in the first the five minutes. <laughs> you know, this just, they do it again. It's what they did. What was that, Jay? Sorry? I said, I'm waiting for a raptor to use the computer. Like, just at this point, just to like well, send they, gotta save, oh, he's not, they gotta save something for the last yeah. one in no, the tr- so, new trilogy. No, Blue's got her own smartphone in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, All right, go for so Blue. It's, it's dumber than hell, but you know what? If you just it's, I, if you I, take I, it for what it is, I it say it's fun. just about a perfect su- summer movie. I really, okay. I really think so. Well, I think perfect summer movies. I don't have know intelligible plots. I, I disagree. No, I think that <laughs> I, I think a summer movie is just supposed to be dumb as fuck, but enjoyable. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. So, I'm giving it three out uh, of stars. I, I two and a half. Three as out of well. stars. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, the other movie, just real fast, because I think we may have talked about it back in January. It was at Sundance. I just, I really want people to support it because it's really good. It's "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Yes, um, it is. So it's the, it's the out of, wide now. Yes. Yeah, the story of Fred Rogers, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Just, it's really good. You walk out of that movie with just smiling ear to ear, and then you turn on the news and you stop. No, then you just walk right back <laughs> into the theater and you ride it again like a roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just stay in there for a few months. I'm just gonna stay in there forever. Janine, I'm just going to stay in here. Is that okay? Can I have some popcorn? <laughs> I just wanted something to drool in. I'm going to come back out. <laughs> I'm not coming out. I live with Mr. Rogers now. <laughs> oh, so really good. Daniel Striped Tiger. Uh, I've got Blu-rays, too, yeah, if you yeah. want to do this real yes, fast. Yes, please. And then uh, we'll do games, and we'll go. The site that I use actually kind of lists them. Uh, the top ones are the, the biggest sellers. And right now, it's uh, they put all the Mission Impossibles on, on 4K. Because oh, the, really? Because the new one's coming out. And That's that movie right. looks fucking badass. And, uh, and I would not fuck with Henry Cavill. Him and his mustache, because he looks like he knocks the shit out of people in that movie. He looks Fair tougher up. in that movie than he does in Superman. I think I, I watched that trailer and I, you know, I'm sure he survives it, but I, I'm like, oh fuck that! Like when he's like in the helicopter and like the trailers, you know, the tractor trailers, fucking yeah. jackknifing. Anyway, I, I like those movies a lot. Uh, a movie that actually went straight to video, and I was I'm not horribly surprised because the first one it's called Escape Plan Two. The first one was Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger, where they were like in this futuristic prison. And they wanted to break out. Mm-hmm. This one's got Stallone in it and Dave Bautista. I thought it might have a little run in the theaters, well, but apparently not. Guess not. I've got it at home, so I'm going to check it out. All right. Uh, then you've got Female Trouble from John Waters. It's a Criterion oh. now. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that is that a terrible such movie. A, I fucking love him. Uh, never fuck anybody who doesn't own a book. <laughs> greatest quote. One of my yep. favorite John Waters memories is with Lee when yep. I got him to sign uh, Slug Magazine. I did a cover of him. Dear Random eBay Bitter. <laughs> Dear Random eBay Bitter. <laughs> love John Waters. He la- laughed his ass off to yep. that one. Uh, they put the old Superfly on Blu-ray because oh. the, the new one came out. I haven't great, heard any reviews about great it. Great so. fucking soundtrack! Holy shit! I hear it's got a good cast, but uh, uh, Black Lightning 
is on Blu-ray right now. Oh, Season- can I just say I? That's one of my shows I finished. I gotta catch up. On I've, that I've and I'll tell you what. So here's what I think. I think that show found itself midway through. Yes. Mm. And it ended so strong. That fucking I, I agree. The I've season got finale is fucking mid, yeah. amazing. It, midway through, that's when it found itself. Cress Williams found out who he was mm. playing the role finally. And that albino and is it, scary. And he is scary oh, as fuck. Oh, God. Tobias Whale? Yeah. He's one, I think he's one of the, Some best, of the best casting I've seen in a villain. Yeah. They that, sent it to me on Blu ray. So, Rondon who plays the. Yeah. 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 The Should I watch yeah. the first half or is it because you just it's jump the in the first half? No, the first half's good, but it really finds its footing midway. Actually, when he has his first hero reveal, when he goes to take down. A, take down some gang kids in a motel. It's that was it's pretty cool, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that supporting guy too, the guy with the mustache. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the the his his cue. Yeah, yeah. The guy who makes all his mm-hmm. stuff makes for him. Oh yeah, yeah. gadgets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. All right, games. Yes. Uh, let's see if it'll. There we go. Uh, there's quite a few games coming out this week, oddly enough, but. Uh, only a few big ones. So the big ones coming out this week, we have Near Automata, Automata, I don't know how you say it, uh, is coming out for the Xbox One. It was a PlayStation PC exclusive. It's a really good game. And it is a really neat game. Yeah. Uh, it's a third-person action fighting shoot 'em up mind, everything and it's also just kind of a hellacious mind fuck yeah it's it's weird science fiction yeah so that one's coming out on xbox uh and it's fully xbox one x enabled so you get prettier graphics and hdr and all that jazz uh we also got um the crew 2 which is a uh, car racing boat racing and motorcycle motorcycle racing in an open world they have guns I don't see any guns. Oh, Sorry. You just have to smash. Goddamn second amendment. No, I don't want guns in the real world. I want guns on cars and video games. Yeah, you'll just have to make do with smashing into them. I yeah. miss Twisted Sorry. Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal 2 was perfect. It was the perfect game. And we got some Switch games coming out. Uh, Wise 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. What? Huh? What'd you call me? A it's a cooking game. <laughs> Lacrimosa of Dana. That shit right. sounds offensive the way you say it, man. <laughs> I don't even know what a lacrimosa is. Yo, man. It's a flan dish. Yo, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got something for the Switch called Angels of Death. Uh, one called Bomb Chicken. Bomb Chicken? <laughs> yeah. Bomb Chicken. Uh, fig- what, 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 what's, what's, like, what's the Bomb Chicken? I don't know. It, it won't load all the way, as you can see. I can't. Uh, uh, maybe it's a, I just got a chicken that explodes. I'm yeah, guessing. We don't have Wi-Fi right now, so I'm we pretty, just have to come I'm, up with the I remember, If I remember correctly seeing a video about it, it's a chicken that lays bombs instead of eggs. Uh, nah, I thought we were talking about my auntie's recipe, a, it's man. A, <laughs> like, bomb it's a, uh, chicken. It's a prequel to Crazy Climber. Yes. Bomb hey, chicken. Sh- shut up. The hey, prequel. Auntie. Shut the fuck up with that. <laughs> Crazy climber. Also on <laughs> also on Switch, we got MotoGP 18. If you like the uh, crotch rocket racing, does that have guns? No guns. God. Just just fast motorcycles. Because I got bomb chicken. No bomb chicken. That's a different game. Uh, also, we have Tour de France 2018. <laughs> Are there guns on the bikes? Yeah. Oh 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 wait no 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 Lance Armstrong's been doping yeah loading no yeah, no he's guns got those biceps on <laughs> yeah. the bikes those guns D- yeah different kind of guns you got doping guns stupid. Uh, also, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy mm, that's comes bomb out Bandicoot. for Xbox One, PC, and Switch. <laughs> that's been out for PS4 for for a little while. But uh, if you want some Crash nostalgia, Crash Bandicoot, that, that should be pretty fun for you. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, yeah. This one's actually really neat. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus for uh, Switch. Yeah, yeah. So if you, don't, if you don't have it on any other system, you can get it on the Switch now. Which is amazing in and of itself because that's a really pretty game. Yes, and I don't to, like its anti-Nazi agenda. No, like it, it's a, <laughs> to fit it. There's on the very Switch, good people on both sides. Oh, <laughs> 
It's so, like it's it's it, it makes fascism look so beautiful. I, I hate that's the best way to describe it. I you know, the most the most prominent hate, the most prominent fascist in history at Hugo Boss as a designer. So yeah, that's true. They so. they always go for the wow factor. I good. That's it. If you got, if you don't have that game and you have a Switch, you should pick it up. It's, it's a great it's game. A great game. It's, it's a great right. game. Wolfenstein Two. Ooh, I got it, real fast a couple yes. of products. Uh, just because they, they send them out. Uh, iHome has some like cool Star Wars products, and so uh, they sent a BB-8 wireless headphones. Oh, oh shit! That. They're pretty nice. cool. And then I saw the other thing on your. You're talking about this in thing? the kitchen, yeah. Uh, it's actually Pose X-wing, but it's a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, and, and so. it's really cool. Looking. <laughs> it's pretty badass. That pretty cool. So Cass almost lost her shit like, on that one. Is it in like that? It's just in the base of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bluetooth yeah. and it yeah. lights up. It like the, the new edition of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, the tabletop game, is coming out this week, into this week. So just uh, you need to pre-order it at your local friendly gaming store or check it out online. Uh, the miniatures look good. I can't say whether or not the game rolls are any good because I don't usually play the games. I just, unless it's like, you know, a science fiction game. Or perhaps a racing game with guns. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the mini right. Thank you, uh, Mr. B. Okay, you okay, listen, listen. Yes. God damn it. Just because you like ham and you enjoy ham yes. doesn't mean you own the fucking ham, okay? <laughs> just enjoy the ham and let other people enjoy the ham. We're only borrowing the ham. Exactly. 